Hey everybody, welcome to a special Friday bonus episode edition of Life After the Crown. I've got somebody with me who really needs no introduction because just recently she took over as the number one most downloaded Life After the Crown of all time, Miss America 2016, Betty Maxwell. Good to have you back. Whoop, whoop. Thanks for having me. I'm so <laughs> glad to be back. Yeah, well, look, you've done uh, incredible things and obviously you have a, a strong following and uh the reason I brought you on today is I want to talk about your new book, which we did mention a little bit in your podcast, but since it is now officially out and you're doing your, your quote-unquote uh, official media tour, I'd, I'd certainly like for you to be able to tell the pageant world all about your book, which is called Miss Unlikely. So I, I guess let's just start with what is the book? I mean, just give me the like the, the cliff note rundown of the summary. Sure. So Miss Unlikely is my autobiography. It is the story of my life. It's the story of an unlikely Miss America. And, you know, a lot of people message me and they're like, Betty, you weren't an unlikely Miss America. Why is your book called Miss Unlikely? And I'm like, yeah, well, maybe to you, I, was, I wasn't unlikely. But in my own mind and in the, the people that surrounded me, you know, I, I just felt like this noob, you know, we talked about this last time in the podcast. I was such a noob. I had no idea what I was doing. And and I really felt like an outcast for most of my pageant life because I, I did come into it so late in the game. So um, it is the story of an unlikely Miss America, unlikely in my eyes, at least. And um, how basically how I overcame all the negativity. I overcame the people in my life who told me that I would fail or who told me I couldn't do it and um, overcame the challenges of growing up. Just like my awkward stage in middle school, I talk about ex-boyfriends and dating and finding you're the one, like just going through college and, and just disappointments, mistakes, failures, successes achievements, just everything. I mean, I literally talk about every single thing that I've been through from birth to now to present day um, in this book and, and really all in hopes of sharing all those experiences with all of you so that you can hopefully learn from them and take away from what I've done and what I've learned in my life through my experiences to hopefully help you get through your life a little bit easier. Well, I think people might be surprised uh, to learn that you grew up in a double wide on a farm. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. in, in, in a trailer, literally. And, you know, when you literally. think of Miss America, you don't think, oh, yeah, she grew up in a trailer and just, you know, and I think right. that's part of the, uh, the, the dichotomy of the unlikely part of the, the title. Right. But you, as we mentioned in your, your previous podcast, you always wanted to be a performer. Your mother would announce you at dinner and it was, you know, you liked music. <laughs> um, so I guess talk about at what point did you figure out, like, how am I going to get there and, and what is my first step? So in the book, I talk about how my dream in life was always like from age three, I knew that I wanted to be a singer and an actress like that dream has has just never wavered for me. And I, I talk about how in the, in the book, I talk about how I didn't know how I was going to make that dream a reality, because that's such a one in a million type of dream to to become a famous actress or a famous singer. I mean, that's just it's, it's so it feels so unattainable. And I guess I didn't really know where to start. And I say that in the book, I had no idea where to start. I didn't know how I was going to make this dream a reality in my life. And just throughout my life, little steps, little stepping outside my comfort zone, outside of the box, you know, just trying new things. Pageants were a completely new thing that I tried. I had never done a pageant before until I was 19 years old. And it just kind of fell into my lap and I, I decided to try it. And who knew that that one thing, stepping outside of my comfort zone and trying something that I never even 
thought of before would end up catapulting me into this whole new life that would that would then be a stepping stone towards my career in singing towards my career in acting and launch me into this career field and and it can take it all it takes is one step like that one thing can change your life completely so the book is definitely all about encouraging you to chase your dreams and follow your dreams but that doesn't mean always you know, taking the easy path. It's like what you were talking about on Instagram yesterday, Tim, um, about not taking the easy path. You know, you have to try hard things. You have to try things that scare you. Step out of your comfort zone. That's the way that you're going to find success. Yeah. And look, you went through, you know, uh, you, you mentioned you started at 19 uh, in pageants. You were in college at the time. And um, right. in, in your personal life, you went through your first big bout of adversity. Your parents got divorced. Um, and I know there are a lot of girls out there who have dealt with that, and I think every person deals with it different. But I guess what would you tell those who are going through something like that, um, how you handled it? So that's one topic in my book that it was really hard to talk about because it's so funny that, like, the things that are the most commonplace, like 60% of marriages end, end in divorce now, but you never feel like it's going to be your parents, you know? And it's it's something so commonplace that people don't really talk about it anymore, and especially when you're an adult, people expect you to just be okay. You know, your parents are getting divorced. You're an adult, you know, deal with it. It's, you're you're going to be fine. It's not like you're a kid. Well, it affects everyone differently. And, and I feel like because it is so commonplace and it's not talked about at all, that made me want to talk about it even more so in my book. And, and the same thing with uh, dealing with my husband's mother's, my mother-in-law's uh, recent suicide dealing with talking about that in my book. I mean, the suicide rates are skyrocketing. I mean, it's awful. And, and it's, it's so it's happening all the time, but people don't talk about it because it is so awful. It's so hard to talk about, but for that reason, and same as the talking about the divorce, I mean, I felt like I needed to talk about those things in the book because they're not talked about. I wanted to share my experience, how I got through it, how I dealt with it, how I healed my, my heart and how I healed my my marriage, how Spencer and I healed our marriage through dealing with the grief from the suicide. I mean, it, and and one of the biggest things that helped me, I feel like, and I was very blessed in, in the timing of this, was when my parents got divorced, I, that was like right when I won Miss Georgia was when I, when I was really dealing with my parents' divorce. That's when they were kind of doing all the, the messy stuff. And I then I, two months later, I won Miss America. And, you know, it, it was really a blessing that I got to be, you know, whisked away on this adventure for a year and got to be completely away from all of that, you know, d messy divorce stuff. Like I got to be completely taken out of that scenario. And I'm, I'm really thankful for that because it gave me the freedom to, you know, kind of just deal with it on my own terms, but not be in the middle of it. I kind of got to explore my independence through my year as Miss America. And it really helped me to deal with my parents' divorce. Well, you obviously overcame that, went on to win Miss America. I know you talk a lot about that in the book. But one of the things that I love that you deal with, um, and I think when you write a book, you like to address problems that people can learn from. I mean, you and I have both written right. a book, and you know, you want people to be able to get something out of it. Um, the one topic that I don't see a lot of people deal with, and, I, and I've talked to you and Savvy, I talked to Olivia Jordan and Sarah Rose Summers about it, and it's cyberbullying and the fact that you know, kind of the haters follow the crown, if you will, and you dealt with significant cyberbullying during your year as Miss America. How did you deal with it? And maybe just talk about some of the topics that you cover in the book. Yeah. So um, cyberbullying, again, is something that everybody deals with. But it, 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 and for that reason, it needs to be talked about. Everybody's dealing with it. And, you know, if, if, if hearing it from a former Miss America or, or a public figure, it can help 
you know, and, and a, you know, just an everyday person feel better about their situation, then it, I need to talk about it. It's my responsibility with the platform that I have to, you know, to talk about it and um, help other people to get through it. And people think that, you know, when you become a public figure or Miss America or Miss USA or whatever, that, that all of that cyberbullying goes away, that you're, you're, you know, you're a celebrity now, people don't want to bully you. Well, that's not true. The more fame you have, the more haters you have, and, and it, it gets even more awful. And I was, you know, I was definitely not prepared for that. Um, when I won Miss America, you, you know, you go from nobody to somebody overnight. I mean, I overnight celebrity, you've got hundreds of thousands of followers. I mean, it is intense. And I wasn't ready for the amount of hate that I received. Um, and a lot of that came from being a new girl. You know, a lot of people in Georgia um, didn't support me as Miss Georgia because I was new, because I came in and just kind of won out of nowhere and, and no one really knew me yet. Then girls have been training and working on, and for this their whole lives. So it, it, I wasn't really, you know, 100% supported by a lot of the pageant community in Georgia, which was really, really hard. But one of the main things that I dealt with was obviously those anonymous online chat boards, the void boards, all of that, you know, they, that is where the real cruelty comes from. And I talk about this at length in my book. I actually have screenshots because I knew one day I would be able to use this and be able to share my side of everything. So I screenshotted lots and lots of quotes that people actually wrote about me on those anonymous chat boards. And I've, I included those direct quotes in the book so people could see the kind of hatred that, you know, us title holders do deal with. And, you know, it, it felt really freeing to be able to share that because I wasn't allowed to talk about it during my year as Miss America. But to be able to share that and show everyone that we all deal with it, we all have haters, we all have bullies, we live in a fallen world, there will always be bullies, there will always be haters, but it's how you come out and handle it. It's how you can move on with your life. And you know, your heart, you know, your soul, you know that that's not true, what they're all saying. You know to stay true to yourself. And really all that matters is what you think of yourself because in the, at the end of the day, your mental health is what matters. And again, it's so commonplace. We all deal with haters and bullies. So I, I really wanted to make sure that I use my platform to talk about that and you know, share that it's something that I deal with too. Well, and it's one of the things that, you know, for everybody out there listening who wants to win uh, Miss America, Miss USA, Miss Universe, um, there is a, I guess what we'll call a little bit of a darker side to winning a national title. I mean, it's not that it's, you know, evil. It's that it's exhausting. It's challenging. It's right. hurtful at times. And I know you really talk about the less glamorous side of being Miss America in the book. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, there was one article in particular that came out towards the end of my year as Miss America that, I mean, the journalist who did, who sat down and did this interview with me, I mean, completely took my words and just twisted them in the most awful negative way. And basically made me out to look like this pageant villain. And it, 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 was, it was completely detrimental to me emotionally, mentally. I mean, I was, I, it threw me into the depths of depression, this article, um, because I, you know, I put, I, I did, it, I've done so many interviews that year, you know, and, and to have them all be so, so good. And then to have just this one interview be completely twisted and, and, you know, make me out to look like something that I'm not. I just felt like my identity had been taken away. And while I was Miss America, the board wouldn't let me defend myself when this article came out. They wouldn't let me, you know, tell my side of the story. So 
this book has been so therapeutic for me in so many ways to just be able to finally tell my side of everything. And um, I just, I, I can't wait for people to read it, especially people who did see that article and, you know, who maybe that did turn, change their minds about me. I'm really, really excited for y'all to get to know the real me and, you know, for you to hear my side of everything. And, and to add on to that, as a, as a former journalist who, who did interviews, just like the one that you're talking about, which it either goes out on television or in print, and they basically have editorial control of what comes out. My recommendation to anybody listening who is ever going to give an interview, whether you're Miss America, a state title holder, or just, you know, a, a random person, is require that as long as I give you the interview, I get to record it. And you can re- literally record it on your phone if you want to. So that way you always have proof that if the words were spun in a print article or on television that you can go back and say, no, I've got it right here. Listen to it. Here's what it is. And that way you can prove to your audience that, you know, in fact, it was spun, which, you know, I hate to see that happen to you, but it happens all the time. And it's it's all about that kind of if it bleeds, it leads mentality for news and, and ratings. So uh, sorry Absolutely. to hear that you went through that. Oh, yeah. I, I, and I, I learned so much from that year as Miss America. But one of the things that I, I really took away was, you know, how to protect myself in interviews like that and how to make sure that everything I say is exactly how I want it to be said. And I love I love your idea of recording it for yourself as well. You know, even if the journalist is recording it, you know, record it yourself, too. That's a great that's a great idea. But um, but yeah, that I, I definitely learned how to interview and how not to interview and how to have a thick skin for sure. I mean, the being Miss America definitely gave me a thick skin and that's helped me in every aspect of life in cyberbullying and, and being a public figure and acting, you know, getting rejections and singing, you know, recording and everything. I mean, it, the, the entertainment industry is full of rejection. And um, now I really feel like because of my years, Miss America, and because of my upbringing, which you'll learn all about in my book, that I have been, you know, raised and bred, born and bred to have a thick skin. And that has helped me so much. And, and you'll learn all about that in my book and, and how, you know, you can develop a thick skin too. I think one of the things that makes you so likable for everybody, you have a huge following, you have a very loyal following, you know, they, they really engage uh, as evidenced by the thousands of listeners to our previous podcast is that you are vulnerable. And you're okay talking about that vulnerability. And one of the other things that you talk about in your book, which I don't think many people would be willing to talk about, is that you and your husband, Spencer, Spinny, as you like to call him, met on a dating app. And, you know, that's (laughs) usually for a lot of people, that's like, I don't want to let anybody know we met on a dating app. You're like, no, here's what we did and here's how. So tell tell us about it. Yeah. um, And, you know, one of the things that's most important to me is, you know, being real, authentic, being vulnerable. And I knew that that was the whole point of my book was to be vulnerable, share those experiences and, you know, show people it's okay, you know, to make mistakes. Life is full of mistakes. It's okay to be yourself. It's okay to date online. It's okay to meet someone online. It's not, nothing is, is, you know, too taboo in that aspect, you know, be yourself, um, do you. But yes, Ben and I met on Tinder. And I think that I just think, you know, it just cracks me up now. Of course, in the beginning, when we met on Tinder, we were, you know, very hesitant to tell people because it is like, you know, people judge, obviously people judge. (laughs) But (laughs) now I feel like, you know what? It's literally perfect that we met on Tinder. Everything that happened to us, the sequence of events, how it happened, the timing was perfect. And I know that's not by mistake. 
God's timing is perfect, you know? And looking back on that now, I see how if it had happened any other way, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have worked out. It wouldn't have been as perfect. You know, I I look at Spencer back in high school and he tells me stories of him in high school. And, you know, Spencer and I went to sister high schools, so we weren't far away from each other. It's crazy that we hadn't met before, but you know, he tells me stories about him in high school and I'm like, oh my gosh, thank God I didn't meet you in high school because I would have hated you. <laughs> and, you know, same for him. And, like, and then, you know, he was at the Citadel, right. And then he was at the Citadel and, you know, he was Mr. Crazy Macho, whatever. The Citadel is just a crazy place, y'all. If you don't know about the Citadel, do some research because crazy we people We actually have the cadets but, <laughs> as on, uh, onstage chaperones at South Carolina. Yes, exactly. I mean, they are they're an intense group of men. Like if you can snag yourself a Citadel guy, like you're doing good. Um, (laughs) But after they graduate, not while they're there, that's what I'm saying. So if I had met Spencer while he was at the Citadel, I mean, he was a totally different guy. His mindset was a total, was totally different. The timing of when we met was perfect. He was a cop. I was, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't Miss America yet. I wasn't even Miss Georgia yet. Like how perfect is it that we met before all of that happened to me? I mean, like, I, I don't even know how I would have dated after being Miss America. How do you trust anyone? How do you, you know who wants to be with you, who loves you for you? Or do they just love you because of your title or, or because of you know, what you've done, what you've accomplished? I feel so, so blessed that Spencer and I met how and when we did, because I, I know that he knew me before all of this and that he really loves me for me. Well, that's really cool that you tell that story. Um, and then there's one last thing that you talk about in the book that I, for one, extremely love because it's important to me. And that is you talk about having a strong foundation of faith and, you know, sharing it openly. I mean, I think that's one of the big things that, you know, you and I do. I know these days on Instagram, especially, and it's one of those movements that's in jeopardy. You know, people are being, you know, the, the PC world is trying to shut them up and get them to not do that. And, I love people like you who have a a large amount of influence who are not afraid to do so. And and you do. And that's definitely a choice. And I, and I know it's a choice for you and it's a choice for everyone who who decides to share their faith on their social media. But to me, for me, it it is a conscious decision I make every day to, you know, share the Jesus calling devotional or to just share my faith in God and, and my, our faith in our, in mine and Spencer's marriage and how that helped us, you know, get through grief and, and deal with everything that happened last year. Um, with his mom. And, you know, my faith was there for me when no one else was when I was Miss America. And I felt like I couldn't get up in the morning and do one more day of of being perfect of, you know, being Miss America and putting on that crown, doing my hair and makeup, going to the airport, going to another hotel room, waking up and not knowing where I am. I, I mean, I was so isolated and so alone and depressed at times and had no one, I mean, no one with me. And, my faith was what got me through. I, mean, I don't know what I would have done or how I would have made it through as, as well as I did, you know, without my faith. And God calls us, you know, to share his word, to be instruments for him to use, to minister to people. And if I can, you know, use my platform to do that, to, to minister to people or just to just be an outlet for God to minister, I mean, that's, that's what I want to do. And, and my book, that's all that is. You know, I just asked God to give me the words, to give me the stories that I needed to tell that would help people the most, that would be the most relatable. Um, and, and I just let him, you know, take over and, and give me the words to write and the words to say. And, and I, I want to continue to do that every day. And, and, you know, people feel like you shouldn't share your faith because, you know, that might turn people off. People might not be as, you know, attracted to listen to you or, or um, follow you or whatever. And that's okay. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not out here, you know, just 
trying to get famous or success just for the sake of fame and success. You know, I want it to mean something. I want to do good. I want to have a positive impact on the world. And, you know, I feel like sharing my faith is the most important thing to me. And at the end of the day, it's really all that matters. Our faith is really all that matters in this world. I know ladies are going to get a lot out of the book. And I think the one question I have before you go is uh, writing a book is great and people reading it and they're loving it. I think a lot of girls are wondering, how could I possibly write a book? And so, you know, as they're listening to this, they're going, hey, Betty, is this was this a hard thing to do? You know, my publishing company was absolutely incredible and they are a faith based publishing company as well. So they were really awesome in, in helping me to share my faith and share my story exactly how I wanted it to be told. So I think the publisher is really one of the most important things. Find someone that really cares about your story and wants to help you tell that story in your own words and in the best possible way possible in the best way possible that's going to be the most authentic to you and your story. So and and it goes without saying, you know, follow your dreams. Don't give up. If you if you have a story to tell, if if you have a dream, you know, chase it. Don't give up. Tell your story because you could really you could really help somebody and, and have a really, really deep impact. Well, hey, you're awesome for taking the time today. I hope a lot of people go out and buy the book. And by the way, where can they get it? What's the best place to go buy it? Yeah. So um, the best place I feel like is probably Amazon. That's where pretty much everybody's getting the book from. It, it's also at Barnes and Nobles and multiple Christian bookstores. But um, I've I've heard it sold out at multiple Barnes and Nobles, which I'm not mad about. So I would definitely, yay. So I would recommend Amazon. The link is in my Instagram bio at real Betty Maxwell. Y'all come over and say, Hey, on IG, I'd love to have you in the fam. Well, very good. And, uh, how about I give a quick teaser? So, um, obviously Miss America's coming up on the 19th of December. Here's my teaser. Betty <laughs> and Savvy and I have a very special something prepared for you the day after. So, uh, stay tuned. That's all I'm going to tell you. We are so excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Betty, thanks for the time today. You're awesome, and uh, congratulations on the book. Thank you so much, Tim. I so appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. Thank you.